John Jenkins. Yes. <laughs> My dear, dear, dear sister. Thank you. I, I received that. Amen. I feel tears coming to my eyes. Ah, I love you so much. I feel the same way. Very much. Yeah. We've been through a lot. We have. In joy. Yes. Yes, we have. You know, but just understanding how good our Jesus is. We've been in a walk kind of together. Mm-hmm. We have. And uh, you are the big sister that God plopped right into my life. At the, now, at one time, I was your time. mom. <laughs> <laughs> so, which is it? I I, well, I always say no, either no, no, one. No. Well, you remind me of my mom, and that's an honor. My mom so passed that's away. Why I never mind being your mom. Well, if you knew that's her, you would. I tell you, you I would, would love her. I know I you would. would. But anyway, she passed away right before I met you. And um, and you just appeared in my life at just the right time. Um, so we have really walked the journey together um, pretty much from the beginning. Yes. You know, the Lord spoke to each of us separately and then, uh, you know, and revealed his grace. Mm-hmm. And then I would say, probably say within a year, or two, year and a half or so of our own journey, uh, we intersected. And um, anyway, so you've you just become so, so precious to me. There aren't even words. Well, your words, your books, your words of wisdom so confirmed everything and expanded even on everything that I was already beginning to receive. And so it came at a point in my life where you were the confirmation that just through Scripture, which is what I love, is is you weren't, I wasn't just listening to your opinion because everything, all of your opinions are backed by the Word. And so... By reading and taking in all of the information that God was sharing with you, mm-hmm. it confirmed in me that our Jesus is so precious, and he has provided all that we need. Yeah. Well, you two know each other. <laughs> A little bit. We do. Y'all knew each other before I knew either of you. It's true. Yes. Um, Bond is my sweet, sweet, sweet mother-in-law. I received that too. More mother-in-love than mother-in-law for yeah, sure. Thank you. Absolutely. So. And Marianne's who we prayed for. So there you go. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, yeah. Amen. For Brent. Yes. Yes. Just like I pray for my unmarried children, yes. uh, you know. And God answers, doesn't he? Amen. Amen. More than you can. More than you can, can open or, or imagine. imagine. For sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, uh I love your story, Vaughn. It's it's such a sweet, sweet story of one who wasn't a prodigal. You weren't even the elder brother. You know, you were you love the Lord and you know, you don't have some crazy testimony, but it's powerful. It's powerful. So Share a little bit about that. 
For me, we taught Sunday school for years. We taught young marrieds. We taught, we just, we loved the word, as Tricia said. And we, my husband and I both loved teaching. But there came a point in my life where I didn't realize even until later in learning grace that it was condemnation. But it really was because I knew I didn't love Jesus to the degree that I wanted to. And I couldn't figure out why because no matter how much I was in the Word, because but now I know it's because I didn't understand the difference in covenants. Mm-hmm. But because because of that fact, I would I would go to the Word, I would search the Word, I, teaching. I, I just I don't know. I just begin to search and search and search. And my first study was a book. It he didn't. This person did not get the difference in the covenants, but he understood the power of the blood. Mm-hmm. And so that was my beginning of the light coming on, that there's more to the cross than I ever understood. And so I just began to pray, Father, I want to know more. And so I got finally, I don't even, I do know, a friend of all of us came up to me. Uh, she was actually, she and my daughter were spending the night at our house and she asked me, um, do you know who Joseph Prince is? And I said, yes, I do. And she said, um, oh, my goodness, he's changed my life. I said, well, I can't listen to him because I cannot understand a thing he says. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I'll never forget this. She put her hands on my shoulder and she said, get over it. <laughs> and if I, I recall the story, she said, Mrs. Jenkins, yes, yes, get, get over, over it. it. <laughs> and so I went out and I bought a book. Mm-hmm. And that book is Destined to Rain. And I read it eight times, yeah. literally. And the first time, there was so much pushback. It was like, I've never heard this. This this can't be true. Uh, but yet, something kept drawing me back, which I now know is the precious Holy Spirit, to read it again. And I think the reason is because he backed everything up with Scripture. Yeah. Yeah. It was just such a new way of seeing the Scripture. And so by the third or fourth time, I could tell I was beginning to receive. And it was like, could this, could this be true? And by number eight reading, I was all in. And I've never, I've never been the same Mm -hmm. because I understood how much he loves me to the point that he gave me all of himself. Uh, right now, this moment, I have all of him. Now, do I always walk in it? Of course not. But my eye, but I have it. Yeah. I have it here. Everything. My eyes are still being opened to that identity. But I've got it. Yeah. And sort of around the, this time, this is the really precious part of this story is when you know as you were turning to see it's it's more about receiving God's love through Jesus Christ than it is about you loving him 
but you felt that condemnation that you didn't love him enough. And I think you tell a story about maybe watching Christian TV and seeing somebody worshiping, you know, like a singer or something, and they just seem to love God so much. Yes. And I think the the part that um, during this time frame, which was several months, really, because I'm a slow reader, I outline everything I read, so I had eight books probably outlining the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) But um, during that process, there came a point where I remember – laying in bed, tears streaming down my face every night for months, Mm -hmm. going, you love me? And I'm your daughter? And in me, you are well pleased? Mm -hmm. And I just kept letting that vibrate over and over and over in my spirit. Tears just streaming down my face, and it was just the sweetest um, life-changing experience ever for me. Yeah. And it was about learning to receive mm. his truth about his love. Mm. And the wonderful, wonderful thing is I don't question, do I love him enough anymore? Amen. Yeah. yeah. And, I th- and I know the reason. It's because I became so fully convinced that he loves me that I cannot help but love him back. Mm -hmm. Amen. I always like to say that I used to base my relationship, it was built on my relationship with Jesus, was built on my love for him. But when I realized the foundation was his love for me, it didn't matter if I was qualified to love or loved enough because he, he built that foundation right, of yes. love for us that I didn't have to. And so therefore I like, I feel just so connected to Vaughn because I feel like that's just so my story. I just always wanted to be more and good enough for Jesus yes. and love him and well enough to show him how much I loved him. Yes. And I never felt, I always felt like I fell flat on that. But when I redefined it and says, Oh, I'm going to base this relationship off of his love and not mine. I, there's so much freedom in that. Yes. And then why well, even questioned his love? Well, like, why don't I love him? Yeah. I, I, I wasn't even trying to convince him. I was yes. so, I don't love him like I should. You know, I would see these people with rebellious lives giving testimonies, and I would think, I don't wish I were rebellious, but goodness they seem close to jesus (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. so i want to go back to something you said to sort of kick off the topic for the day all of that was just (laughs) get to know you um which really in my heart as i I was reading back through some journal entries that i had sent to y'all from over the past three years uh I think the theme is all means all. Yeah. All means all. And um, you said nothing, nothing can separate you from God. Nothing. Nothing. Because of Jesus. And that's a superlative. That's an absolute. That's black and white. Yes. Right. That's right. 
because because of the finished work of Jesus Christ, it is done, right? Because of the blood of Jesus, your sin has been washed away. We talk about that every time, but no angel, no demon, no past, no present, no sin, no no persecution, no tribulation, nothing yes. can separate you. He's always in union with you. And um, so that that's the basic theme. And um, yesterday I was trying to, I was thinking about what I would wear <laughs> today, like what difference does it make? But, you know, sometimes you get your clothes out the night before. And um, I actually had put this T-shirt on to wear yesterday and uh and I looked at it I was like God is in a good mood it says right (laughs) God is in a good mood and I thought okay I'll wear that tomorrow and when I bought this shirt was in that season when grace was so new to me and I was in such a good mood and I was like this T-shirt, it said it all, you know, God is in a good mood. He laughs in the heavens. He's laughing at his enemies because he knows how it's all going to turn out. But, you know, I pulled it out recently. I was like, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> how could God be in a good mood? Things are crazy out there in the world. And when I put it on yesterday, I really felt like, oh, I'm going to wear this tomorrow. He said, I do have pleasure. I, and I'll tell you how, you know, what makes me to good move. Because you know the Holy Spirit is grieved sometimes by words that aren't words of grace. I'm sure that there's so many things going on that if we're grieving, he's grieving with us, right? right. At the state of affairs. But this verse came to mind, Hebrews eleven six. It says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Now, I turned that around. Faith pleases God. Amen. And I looked up please, like what's the definition of please as a verb like that? Um, or, you know, to please someone. It, it means to give pleasure. Mm-hmm. And if you're... If you are receiving pleasure and you're pleased about something, well, you're in a good mood, right? Right, right. <laughs> Faith puts God in a good mood. Amen. And so this morning when I put this T-shirt on, I felt the Holy Spirit say, I love what y'all are going to talk about today. Oh, good. It puts me in a good mood. Amen. Amen. You know, a scripture, I mentioned it to you Sunday, and it's always been my favorite scripture, but just the last three or four days, I feel like he's kind of deepened my understanding. And it's Romans where it says, Paul speaking, he says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation for all who believe. But then it says, for in it, meaning in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed by faith. For as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Well, one morning I was thinking about that scripture, and I kind of reworded it and said that uh, you know that the word salvation we could use healing, that the gospel is for 
healing. It's for deliverance. It's for whatever our need is. He's already provided. But what he showed me is he said, in the gospel, you know, at first when you read it, it sounds like, well, the gospel is to show us that God is righteous. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't even make sense because we all know that God is perfect. He has no sin. He is righteous. Mm -hmm. So what is it saying? He's saying in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed by faith in us. Mm -hmm. Now, why is that so important? Because he said that is when when we recognize that we are righteous, then we understand why we can go boldly before the throne of grace and receive every time. Because he has said, you have my DNA. You have, I, you were so much one with me. You know, as, as I am, so are you in this world. You are so much one with me that, what does that mean? That means I'm with you in grief. Mm -hmm. I'm with you in pain. I'm with you in joy. I'm with you in when you, when you mess up and you can't believe it. I am with you and I'm right there, right there with you. No parent would deny their child. Every parent wants their child to be blessed beyond measure. Yeah. The cross provided that. But, it, but the, the key to the cross is knowing we're righteous. Yeah. Because that means he's taken away everything mm-hmm. that would block me from being able to now totally receive. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I think that that is... That is where the rubber meets the road. Mm-hmm. And that's how we can be so bold in the way we talk about answered prayer. Yes. That, you know, we, we, that's how we can be so straightforward in talking about what is the will of God for you. Well, it goes back to all the alls. Mm-hmm. What are all the alls? Yeah. He's all, uh, everything He's, he says, I will, I will heal your body. I will, all, everything in scripture, I will put, provide whatever you need. Ooh. All those yeah. alls are because our identity with him is so one that we are truly his children. Yeah. And he is our heavenly father who has abundantly provided. Amen. Well, I sent y'all, uh, and, and this was from April 23rd, 2021. These were my notes. Um, I didn't even have any, I didn't even write a prayer that day or have any journal entry. I, I just had four pages of scriptures, just solid scriptures, which were all superlatives, and I called it all means all. And so I was going over those scriptures this morning and circling the word all, everything, whatever, nothing, you know, those, those extreme words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and I thought, oh, I just want to read these out loud, you know. And on the podcast, I just want to read them out loud. And I thought, oh, that'll be boring. Nobody wants to <laughs> hear 
four pages of scripture. But I thought, oh, if you could just get this, renew your mind to mm-hmm. to this, like just just gorge on it, binge on it, you know. And um, anyway, I, I I still thought, okay, I can't do that, you know. That that's too much. And um, but then I had this idea come to me to make scripture cards. Amen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have scripture cards and uh, that we sell personalized scripture cards. Well, I literally did this on the fly. I was like, I had an idea. And I was like, okay, I'm going to make scripture cards out of this. And, I, and, and so I used one of the templates that we use, the 50-card the, the set, which is our lar- larger set. And I was like, okay, I, I'm just going to get started on this. <laughs> it was literally this morning. I did it this morning. And I thought, I don't have time for this. And, uh, but I, I thought, I mean, I'm just going, I'm out of the gates. I'm going with this. I mean, you know, when you start a project, I'm big on starting projects. Like I get a vision and I like dive <laughs> right in. I go to Home Depot and buy whatever. I mean, I, I, I don't stop. I, I like do it, you know? And I thought, but I have to get this done fast. And I literally, this is my personality. I got my phone out and I was like, I'm going to time myself and see how long this takes. <laughs> <laughs> it took 25 minutes all in but you know I'm like there's certain things that I do that that I do really fast because I've done them so many times before well, anyway so I've made scripture cards many times so I was just like taking this document and, and making these scripture cards and I was like oh I, I, I'm not going to slow down to count anything but what you know what if I have too many scriptures to put on this template I, I think I'm going to run out and um, I'm not joking there were 50 slots, and it ended up being 50 scriptures. That's awesome. I love that. Exactly. So anyway, so I made this set of scripture cards. Coincidence. Yeah, it's yeah, not a coincidence. <laughs> no. Oh, and by the way, I made a set for you. Thank you. And for you, Vaughn. Thank you. And they don't have your name in it, and I might go back and make them personalized. But um, I figured, you know, if we're going to do this, you sh- y'all should have your own set. So here's what I want to do. And Mark and I did this this morning. This was what we did for our prayer time. I just pick a card, any card. <laughs> okay. okay, so just pick pick about okay. five. Okay, we won't read all of them, but we'll read 15 of them. Okay, that sounds good to me. It'll be fun. Pick five four. of them. Well, we got to get another one. All right, here, Marion, pick another one. Okay, pick five of them, Vaughn. All right. And I love doing this because it doesn't matter what scripture you pick, the promises of God are yes and amen in Jesus. And um, we're looking for the nature of God, the character of God, the plan of God, the will of God. And uh, stop thinking about ourselves. Stop thinking about our problems. Let's just look at God and his promises. Love that. Okay, so. All right, Vaughn, you start. Okay. Psalm 23, 1, 5. Six. Okay, now when you get to the word all or whatever or whatever, you know, the big word, say it with passion, okay? I got it. Okay. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Ta-da! <laughs> all the days of our lives. Amen. Amen. Okay, I'll read the next one. We'll go in a circle here. Romans eight thirty two. 
He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how, how, how shall he not with Jesus also freely give us all things? Amen. Matthew nineteen twenty six. Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Amen. Acts 16, 30-34. Mm. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and all his families were baptized. Now when he had brought them into his house, he set food before them. And he rejoiced, having believed in God with all his household. So what do you think God's plan and his will is for families? Yes, For us to all know him. That's right. That's right. Psalm 139. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And I thought when I read that, he must be thinking about me all the time. Because if I can't number it, it's infinite. Well, what's precious about that? I've got news for you. He's thinking about Marianne and me also. That's right. <laughs> Only God can do you know, that. Which is another yeah. all. Yeah. The fact that he thinks about you all the time is an absolute truth. Yeah. But he has the infinite ability and power mm-hmm. and, and intimacy that he's thinking just as much of Marianne. That's right. I mean, it's amazing. It is. First John five fourteen through 15. Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we know that he hears us. Whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Yeah, I love that. If we know that he hears us. If we ask anything according to his will. Well, that's why I've gone from Genesis to Revelation to find out who God is, what his will is, what his plans are, and they're, they're for good for us. Amen. What does it say? He, he has a plan to prosper us. That's right. And to, to take us to our destinies, really. Mm-hmm. And so it's a plan of health. It's a plan of Families, yes. it's a plan of purpose. That's I mean, right. all of that. It's you know, it's it's good. We we mm-hmm. can know His will is our heart's desire because He created us. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Psalm thirty four four through six. I sought the Lord and He answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to Him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. All his troubles. Wow. John 16, 
Jesus said this, Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Matthew 4.24 They brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, and paralytics, and he healed them. Yep. Every Every one of them. I love that. Mark 11, 23 through 24. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Wow. Can't get any clearer than that. Mm -hmm. Jesus said that. Yes. And Tricia, I just want to remind people here what you have said, because I say it to myself so many times. There's times when we're struggling and we're going through a difficult time and we feel that we do not have the ability to believe. We want to. But I'll never forget when you said, it's okay. Admit that to the Lord. I don't have, I can't, I, I want to believe, but I can't. But I know that you believed Amen. that you were enough. And on your faith, yeah. I stand. That has so changed. Because used to when I would read the word believe, I would struggle. Is my belief enough? Yeah. But he's not only has he gifted us with his belief, but we can even be so honest as to say, thank you, Father, yeah. that I don't have to muster this up. It's on your faith I stand because mm-hmm. you are absolutely true to your yeah. word. That's right. And, and, and the exercise that I go through is I look to Jesus and I, I see I see the finished work of the cross. I see the blood. Yes. And I see that Jesus believed that that blood would wash my sins away. Otherwise, he wouldn't have gone. Yes. He, he went in obedience. His obedience has made me righteous. He went in obedience to the cross, knowing, believing, had faith in the Father that that would make me righteous. He took those stripes on his back believing. He had faith to believe that by those stripes I would be healed. Amen. So right. my, it's really his faith. Yes. I live by faith of the Son of God yes. who yes. loved me and gave himself for me. Yes. Right? Yes. Matthew 12 And great multitudes followed Jesus, and he healed them all. All. Wow. Psalms 34, 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Yeah. Yeah. I looked up that word afflictions this morning in the Hebrew, and it means 
you know, many are the afflictions. Evil, evil times, misery, um, sadness. Many, many are the miseries of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Well, you know, I go back to, um, and I've shared this with you before, but one night when we were all together, and I don't even remember what the night was, but I had something heavy on my heart that I was praying for another person. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying, Father, I just wish you would do, do this for them. And he said so mm-hmm. sweetly, I will do it for you yeah. because you love that person. I'll do it for you. Oh, yeah. And then since then, I think a lot of times of the, um, was it the Roman guy that went and asked Jesus to heal his servant? That yeah, servant one there, he did yeah. it. He Jesus right. didn't see the servant, right. but he did that it for the real. Roman centurion. Mm-hmm. Of course, mm-hmm. I see that you love him. I'll do it for you, and it, and that's just even helped in praying for others. Mm-hmm. Father, thank you that you love me so much that even who I love, yeah, you hear my prayers. Yep, yep, yep. And another key word. Uh, you know, that y'all both read from Psalm 34, is the word righteous. Mm. You know, many are the afflictions of the righteous. The righteous cry out. And that goes back to what you said at the beginning, that the first thing we need to know is that we're righteous with the righteousness of Jesus Christ. It's like this weekend my granddaughter stayed at our house, um, and for two of my oldest are now driving, which is crazy. But Caroline had a key to our house, but Bailey didn't. And so I said, well, Bailey, with you having a car, I'd rather you have a key. Let me go get one. So I gave her the key. So if I'm not there, she could get in, and I told her just to keep it. But righteousness is our key. Mm. Righteousness opens the door to everything the cross provided. Mm -hmm. And once we know we're righteous, it's all available. Yeah. Yeah, right standing. Okay, Mark 6. Wherever Jesus entered, into villages, cities, or the country, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might just touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched him were made well. Luke 440. When the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he's laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. I love that because it just reminds me of the Lord's never in a hurry, and he has time for everyone. Yes. Because yes. to say that they brought him all the sick, I'm sure that was a not a small crowd. Yeah. And he took time for every one of them. Wow. What and a great point. Not only did he take time for everyone, but remember the guy that had leprosy? He was speaking to a crowd, mm-hmm. but he knew the leopard, mm-hmm. the guy was hiding somewhere. Yeah, yeah. He specifically, after he preached, yeah. went and found him. Yeah. Yes. You know, even after a busy, hectic several days, mm-hmm. probably of ministering, mm-hmm. he still saw the one, the one. way the over outcast. here. The outcast. Yes. Yes. You know, Tricia, when I was looking over at the scripture verses. Mm-hmm. Let's just recap in our minds. Y'all help me. 
we saw he heals all. Yeah. Okay. His desire is to save all. Mm-hmm. That none should perish, but all should know him. Yeah. Help me. I mean, there's a bunches of alls in here. Let's well, just kind of go through them real quick. I, you know. So we know we've touched on them. I put in my margin next to all my verses what it was in, in that passage in Ephesians 3. He can do immeasurably more yes. than all we ask or imagine. We are now in Hebrews 12, it says we're in the company of an innumerable number of angels. Yes. In heaven, there's a great multitude which no one could number of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues. That's exciting. The Holy Spirit was given to Jesus without limit. And I thought, as Jesus is, so am I. Yes. The Holy Spirit is given to me without limit. I'm a new creation. All things have become new. All things. Yes. New, of a new kind, uncommon, novel. There's no sin in the new creation. Yes. In the core of my being. I do not have a nature to sin. I'm a partaker of the divine nature That's right. of God Amen. through Jesus Christ. Um, he loves us. And Jeremiah it says he loves us with an everlasting and unfailing love. Um, he supplies all our needs Amen. through his according riches. to his riches. Yes. Which is even there. Again, it goes back to more than we could think or imagine. That's right. Because his riches are Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. What do you see, Marianne? Oh, I love this one. He counts the stars and calls them by name. How great is our Lord. His power is absolute. His understanding is beyond comprehension. Mm-hmm. I love Hebrews 8, which speaks of the new covenant. And it says, all shall know me from the least of them to the greatest of them. All shall know me intimately. And I always think when I read that, that every one of us can hear the Holy Spirit. We can hear the voice of God. Yes. Yes. For ourselves. Yes. In fact, I remember when that dawned on me, and it was so precious. Because I think sometimes as through history, we've gotten really slack as believers and almost gotten to the point that we if we go to church we hear a sermon and that mm-hmm. sermon is we think we've heard from the man of God and he may be a man of God but we're all children of God amen right you know so we can all hear, hear. that's right and so that when you recognize that you realize I'm not dependent on my Sunday morning fix right right because right. I can hear him. All, all the, the time, time, day and night, all every day, yeah. And I have full access to His power. Amen, Marianne. Yeah, it's never closed or open. It is. It is always open. It is never closed. It's not a sign we flip back and forth. It's a constant. Anytime, all the time, I have access to Him and His power. Yes, yes. that's right. I'm constantly in the Holy of Holies because I'm seated with Him. And, and Jesus is the door that. He opened himself, yes. and no one else stands between me and Jesus. No, I, there's no, I don't have to, no one else is the door to right, Jesus, right, right? Right, right, 
All right. Um, there's just so many. I had four pages of these scriptures. All your children shall be taught of the Lord. That's right. Amen. I mean, we're all parents here. Yeah, that's or right. grandparents. Yeah. And how comforting is that in this upside-down world yeah. to know that our children, if we're believing that God has them and yeah. they will be taught of the Lord yeah. and they will know him and yeah. He, because he already knows them. Yes. And that's so assuring. Yeah, it is. So and, and, you know, we feel like when they're still under our roof that we have a certain amount of control over them. And, and we do. We have more, than, certainly more than we do when they're gone. Um, but even then to be the Lord that teaches them. Yes. You know? And if and when they stray, it, mm-hmm. it means nothing based on this right. word of That's God. Right. That's because right. Because they will come back. Amen. Yeah. He promises if yes. we believe and stand for our children that he's already stood for them. Yeah. And they will come home. Yep. And, you know, the night that Jesus was betrayed and given over... The words that he said that night were so important. And do you know how many times he said, whatever you ask in my name, you know, he says that in John 14, I will do it. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. John 15, he says, if my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. In John 16, he says, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. You know, it's over and over. It was really important to him and it's, parting words with his disciples to say i'm good i'm your source for everything in fact really knowing now what we know because they had not yet had the holy spirit that's right he was saying believe it or not you're going to be better off yeah that's right (laughs) you know that's right greater works than these where you you can hear the holy spirit And no yep. matter where you are, you don't have to come run, look for Jesus in the town. Right. Because I'm already there. Amen. Yes. Amen. Any others that y'all want to? Oh, well, Psalm 103. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins Amen. and heals all your diseases. Wow. Psalms 145, the Lord always keeps his promises. He is gracious in all he does. Amen. 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 Well, I want to just uh, talk about one more thing. Um, And this was literally yesterday. Yesterday. I had a flood of thoughts. And I was, uh, it started, I was sitting next to you. And Bill, and we were listening to a message, and in that message, uh, Hebrews 4, verses 15 and 16 was read, and it goes like this. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace in time of need. Now, I've taught on this passage many times, and I really have focused on where it says he was tempted in all points yet without sin, and all of that, you know, that I've taught on is that he was tested, and he's the only person 
the only person who could serve as our sacrifice, as our high priest, because he was tested and was found to be without sin, without a nature of sin. The noun, that's a noun there, not a verb. And a lot of people, you know, want to read that verse as he was tempted to, to sin, the verb, but he didn't do it. No, he was tested and found to be without sin. And also, we were, first of all, we can't keep the law. So he kept the law perfectly in our behalf. But because of Adam, we were born with a sin nature. So even if you are self-righteous, you're in the same boat Mm -hmm. as the worst of the worst Mm -hmm. as far as eternity until you receive Jesus because we are born with that sin nature. Jesus had didn't have that nature. He was from the. He was from God. That's right. He he kept the law perfectly. Even here on earth, sin did not touch him, and then he he was perfect in every way. Right, right. So so because of that, because we have that Jesus Christ as our high priest before God, we can come boldly, Parousia, without hesitation. Very confidently, we can speak our minds, we can lay it out before him. And it says, come boldly before the throne of Charis, grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace. So I looked up, I just, I was sitting there and I went to my, I, I like to do blue letter Bible to go to the Strongest Concordance there. That's, that's. I use a lot of different websites to research, but I was like, look up obtain, look up mercy. What are the words, the, the, the Greek words there? What tense are they? And all of that. And so I just, I just kind of had this rapid research and I was just blown away because the word obtain there is the Greek word lambano, which we've had before. It means to seize upon, to take hold of. It's an active verb. So you take that mercy, you take the pardon for your sins, you, you receive that, you know, Jesus took what you deserved, the punishment that you deserved. Mm-hmm. So you have, to, you have to take hold of that for yourself. Were you going to say something, Marianne? I just love the, the active form of it, the take hold, because it really is a take what you deserve, what is rightfully yours, take it and take ownership of it. Well, in, in the, yeah. So you the mercy you, is yours, yours to, to have. Take. That's yours to take, and that is yours, your inheritance. Like, yeah, that is that is rightfully yours because yes. of Jesus. And so, I, I it builds confidence in me, and it builds a boldness, the parousia, because that right. no, that is rightfully mine as a child right. of Jesus. Like that. that is mine. And so, you don't go to the throne of grace carrying the burden of your sin. Amen. You take hold of the mercy, which says. The sin has been paid for, not by you. Yes. There's nothing you could do to pay. So, and I think that that, that, that keeps you not receiving the mercy. In other words, not actively taking hold of the mercy, which means that gift of righteousness. Mm-hmm. Take hold of that gift of righteousness as you approach the throne. Because if you don't, you're going to doubt. Yes. You're going to doubt yes. that you're yes. worthy. Yes. yes. Right? Yes. That mercy is yours. And so uh, that's reminding me of the song, Not Guilty Anymore. Yes. Aaron Keys. Yes. Sing it. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I won't. I won't do that to y'all. But uh, go look it up. Look up the it's lyrics, awesome. and it's God speaking to you. And He says, "Mercy is yours." Yes, mercy is yours. Can you believe it's true? Well, what I love about it is mercy. When we understand, I'm taking the pardon, which, as you said, I'm taking the yes. righteousness. Yes. Then I am in His identity, covered in his blood. Mm. And that's why now grace is mine. That's right. That's, that's why right. grace is just automatic. So you have to grab hold of the mercy first, and then you will find the grace. grace. And that's what really blew my mind. I looked up. I've never looked this word up before. It, it just hit me. Like, it just made me giddy. Like, God's in a good mood, right? <laughs> yes. yes. I, I won't try to pronounce the Greek word, but it find grace. The word find means to come upon, hit upon, find as if by chance, discover, recognize, acquire. So it's like you take hold of the mercy and you just say, I'm pardoned, okay? I, I don't have to do anything to be here. I deserve to be here. I'm justified, just as if I'd never sinned. And then, bam, find the grace. It's already there. And it's a find of grace. the grace for whatever you need. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. You know? Well, and that's another point, is that it says that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So then another thing that really struck me as I was looking at verb tenses was we've had this word in our studies before, this word obtain, lambano, in Romans 5, 17. Whenever I think of the word lambano, that's that's my go-to verse. And it says, For if by the one man's offense, speaking of Adam, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive lambano, take hold of, seize upon, the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. But there's a difference in Lombano in Romans 5.17 and Hebrews 4.16. Mm-hmm. The difference is, is the verb tense. So, the, in Romans 5.17, the verb tense is present active participle. This is the present ing form. Okay, we keep on keeping on receiving the superabundance of his grace and the free gift of his righteousness 24 Mm 7. You know, seven days a week, all the time. This is, this is our job, right? What is our, what is your job as a believer? To actively receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. And then I'm going to reign in life. But if you go to Hebrews 4.16 and you go to the throne of grace and you obtain mercy and you find grace, we're talking about that word lambano there, obtain, is in the aorist verb tense. And that means it's a one-time action. It's done. Why is that? Because we're coming in a certain point in time. What is that certain point in time? It's the time of need. So as we're constantly receiving a gra- grace and righteousness, anytime we have a need at that moment, 
we obtain it and we, we, we obtain the mercy and then we find the grace. You know, when I think of obtaining mercy mm-hmm. during a time of need, I think that's when we see the cross. We yep. see our sins upon the cross. Yep. We see the death that we deserve. We yep. see the, the, the fact that someone loved me so much that yep. he suffered what I deserved. Yep. So we obtain because the need is so great. We ha- we get to, we we need a picture of Jesus, and we are flooded with. I did it because I love you. Yeah, I did it because you're mine. Yes, I would have come just for you. Amen. You know, so you're obtaining the mercy. Yes. yes. So to kind of piggyback off that, you've always taught me the aorist verb tense. Whenever we see it, is. It really does point to the finished work of the cross because yeah. it's a one-time action never to be repeated. Mm-hmm. So when Jesus broke the bread, yeah. broke, the one. One, broke one time, one-time action never to be repeated, but then the multiplication is a continually going. That's it's right. a different verb tense. That's right. The bread being multiplied for yeah. the masses. So when you say obtain and find in the aorist verb tense, I know to me Whenever I see that, that means that I'm going to, that is a picture in and of itself of the cross. So mm. obtaining mercy and finding grace, that is absolutely the cross at that yeah. moment. Yeah. Yeah. So it where, is. that's right. That's exactly right. I love how detailed the, speaking of just the Lord loves us so much that he's numbered the hairs on our head, but he loves us so much that in a something like verb tenses in English, which I could have told you was probably the most boring thing to ever see suffer through to study when I was a kid growing yeah. up. There is pictures of the cross in that, mm-hmm. in the language yes. to point us all back to Jesus. How beautiful is that, that yes. he was thinking, you know what, when I do verb tenses and I'm going to create these things, yeah. it is all going to point back to Jesus. Wow. wow. So I just love that. Obtain mercy and find grace. Yes. That's what I do at the cross. Yeah. I obtain yeah. mercy and I find and grace. It's done. You know, why do we need to obtain mercy? Because we are overcome at that moment. Mm -hmm. You know, it says cast all your care upon him. Mm -hmm. And so when we look at Jesus at the cross and we remember that he took it all and he's already done it, it's like we're then able, it reminds us that we're now in the Mm -hmm. position to, that's why we find grace. Yeah. Because it's reminding us, I've got this fine. You, you're mm-hmm. already clean. You're mm-hmm. already forgiven. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. already, you know, just look at me. Obtain the mercy. It's not that we're obtaining it again because it's already mm-hmm. ours. But we're reminded That's right. of his mercy. And therefore, we receive. It's, in reminding us of that, we remember we're so in him, then it's easy to find the grace. Well, and I, I think that that while we are receiving grace, as it says in Romans 5, 17, receiving the grace continually, keep on keeping on receiving the grace and the gift of righteousness, at a time of need, this is where, really where the rubber meets the road. And we need to remember, first of all, I love the King James Version of of Romans 4.15, it says that Jesus was touched with the feelings of our infirmities. And, you know, he he knows. He knows yes, what it feels knows. like at that moment that we have a need. And 
because we're in these earthen vessels, need, a moment, a time of need is a time that everything in this world says lack. It says limit. It says sin. It says you're not worthy. You know, everything in this world is is screaming that. But at that moment of need, Jesus knows what we're feeling at the moment. But that's the that's where the faith of Jesus comes in, and we, woo, we grab hold of it again. We're always receiving it right. We're daily yes. receiving, but at a moment of need, done, and done. Also, Tricia, wouldn't you agree? Grace is precious, and so mm-hmm. thankful for it on a daily basis. But it's during the times that we need mercy mm-hmm. that we really sense the intimacy with Jesus. It's like, oh my goodness, he loves me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, how he loves me. Well, you know, mercy, uh, uh, the, the Hebrew word for mercy, a lot of times um, it can be uh, translated loving kindness. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a great word for mercy? Mm-hmm. Loving mm-hmm. kindness. But finding grace, it's like once you, you, you receive that gift of righteousness and that love like you're talking about, oh, he loves me. I mean, it, it's like the windows of heaven open up and grace. Yes. Grace. The treasures of heaven, you know, just yes. endless supply. So uh, then one one other thing is if you back up one verse in that Hebrews 4 passage, it says, seeing that we have a high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Hebrews 10 tells us it's our confession of hope because he who promised is faithful. And I, 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 I was thinking about hope, el peace in, in Greek. It means a joyful, confident expectation of good in your future, which really dovetails with this passage in Hebrews 4 because these verbs, obtain and find, are in the part of the Greek language, and we have it in the English language too, is the subjunctive mood. But when we are using verbs in the subjunctive mood, you could say it's wishful thinking. So in other words, I hope to obtain or, or receive mercy. I hope to find grace. But when it comes to biblical hope, it's a sure thing. Because he who promised is faithful. He's faithful and true. And everything he has said, we can count on it. And that goes back to righteousness. Yeah. Because what, what gives us that confidence is that he loved me so much that he took my sin yeah. and gave me his righteousness. Yeah. That's right. And so, uh, you know, it's interesting that all of those thoughts about obtaining mercy and finding grace were really flooding my mind as I woke up yesterday morning. But but the first thing that came to my mind was, whatever you think, ask for it. Mm-hmm. And I remembered the words of Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? He asked Bartimaeus, right? What do you want me to do for you? And then he tells the leper, do you remember what he said? The leper says to Jesus, if you're willing, 
You can said, you can oh, make I'm me willing. clean. Yes. He said, I am willing, and that is the ing form. I am always willing. Because that's who I am. I'm willing. Yes. And you know, uh whenever I think about whatever I think, ask, I always think of Ephesians three twenty. And so one day I took six different versions of Ephesians three twenty. And I made a, a huge composite out of that verse with all the words that were used. And listen to it. God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He will accomplish infinitely more. He is able to carry out his purpose and do exceedingly, super abundantly, immeasurably far over and above all we ask or imagine or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. Amen. 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 I mean, wow. So let's pray. Let's pray for okay. people specifically who think they're in an impossible situation. Okay? Lord, I thank you for your word. Your word is true, and we believe your word, and we receive your mercy. We receive the pardon for our sins, and we find grace that was there all along because everything we have ever needed has already been provided through Jesus Christ out of the riches of your glory, Jesus. And I want to pray right now for anyone who's in an impossible situation. I want to pray specifically for those who are very dear to my heart. We've prayed for them every week, but for parents who have children or grandparents who have grandchildren that you have been praying for who have strayed away from the gospel and strayed away from their relationship with Jesus. Although I know, Lord, you have never strayed from them because no one can snatch them out of your hand. But I pray for those parents and grandparents right now who feel hopeless, who feel like their loved one is too far gone. They've gone to a far away country. They've gone to a distant land. And it seems like it's impossible for them to ever return. They've said they don't believe in Jesus anymore. They've taken on the mindset of the world. But I just want to pray right now for those who are carrying the burden for a lost loved one especially a child or a grandchild. And I want to pray, Father, that you fill them with hope, fill them with faith, fill them with visions and imaginations. I pray that you would get that you would do miracles, Lord. Not of course we're praying for the ultimate miracle, which is that their lost loved one will come home, but that they will have miracles every single day that will say that you're on their side, that you're working on their behalf, 
that even when they don't see it, you're working. Even when they don't feel it, you're still working because you're always working on their behalf. And you hear their prayers, and you're answering their prayers even as they're praying them. I pray for a just a, a joyful, confident expectation to fill those moms and dads and grandmamas and granddaddies, and they will just be flooded with joyful expectation, just an inexpressible joy that you are faithful and you will do what you have promised. I pray for them that they will get excited about finding out the good promises that you have for them and their families and uh, that they would never turn back to those fearful and anxious days and that every single day that you would give them manna from heaven to keep them on that path of victory. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for those in impossible situations. And I'm reminded, Lord, of the verse where you say that you make ways and wastelands Mm -hmm. and you make streams and deserts. Lord, and I'm just praying for those people who feel that they are in a desert, that they are parched, they are tired, they are thirsty, and they are weak, Lord. Lord, and I just pray right now that they would feel hope that only comes from you bubbling up in their spirit, Lord that they would start to have imaginations and dreams of wonderful changes of streams flowing in their lives, Lord, and that they would see the manifestation of your love flowing like rivers, Lord, and it would change not only their lives but lives for generations, Lord, that they would walk in you and receive you and all that you have in abundance for their lives, Lord. Lord, so I just pray for those who feel helpless that they would look and they would find you in a time of need, always there, always willing, always available to be comforting. Lord, I just, I pray, I pray for those, Lord, that you have, that they can just feel the hope rise up in them. Mm -hmm. They would have the imagination to see ways in the desert. That's your heart, Lord. Ways in the wasteland, streams in the deserts, Mm -hmm. bringing beautiful out of absolutely nothing, Lord. Father, I want to pray for those that are dealing with health issues or those with financial issues. Father, that you will specifically open their eyes to the fact that you are healer. By your stripes we're healed. That you're our provider. That you are more than enough. Father, you know, um, I don't even, some of these people may not even know you as Savior. So, Father, we pray also that you will send um, whatever they need to be presented with the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ and that they will come to know that when you created them, that you wanted to give them everything that they need and all they need to do is to look at you and say, I I believe and I receive. Father, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. And we thank you for your provision Mm -hmm. that you are truly all that we need. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
A Real View is brought to you by Parousia, a ministry devoted to boldly sharing the gospel of God's grace, freely offered to us through the finished work of Jesus Christ. Visit ParousiaMinistries.com for teachings and testimonies, as well as information on how you can order Trisha Gunn's highly acclaimed book, Unveiling Jesus, a verse-by-verse foundation of the message of grace. This show is made possible by the generous financial support of people like you who love this message of grace. Your tax-deductible gift to Parousia is greatly appreciated. 